Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Way We See It today, as I have a gorgeous guest here with me, known as the Style PT on Instagram, the gorgeous Felicity. So I would love for you to introduce yourself, because if I try and introduce you, I will either miss something out, over explain it or not explain you how you are right today. So I'd love for you to share a little bit with the people, my listeners, about kind of who you are and kind of what you're passionate about. And then we're going to dig into styling for body confidence. Hello, Lucy, and thank you very much. It's delightful to be here. I am the Style PT, Felicity Day. Um, I'm 58 and I have been a fashion and makeup junkie lover my entire life, but I've actually worked in the industry and got myself some qualifications and done training on the way and a bucket load of life university lessons. But my passion has always been and will always be um, helping people look and feel their best whatever shape they are whatever form that takes age whatever gender it really doesn't matter because it's all about them and as a as a stylist personal stylist I don't really mind what you want to call me um I'm not that fussy on labels I just um I have a good you know I've got a good eye for clothes I've got a good eye for people and I really enjoy it and it's all about having fun and empowering and getting confidence just being happy and enjoying life and enjoying the clothes that you have and not buying things you don't need. <laughs> oh my God. I am so guilty of buying things and then trying them on and they don't fit. And then I just forget to send them back. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, so I'm so guilty of that. And actually we've recently talked about some things that would suit me and they are on my purchase list for this week, ready for my trip to the Amalfi Coast in May. So obviously lately I've been talking a lot about body confidence and that's really what's led to us having this conversation today. And the last episode that actually went live today, at the time of recording, this will go live 2nd, 3rd of April. Um, But the, the one that's gone live today was all about kind of body confidence and kind of the really body confidence is an inside job. So Felicity, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your body confidence journey because you have been on a hell of a journey and obviously mm -hmm. we've been in each other's lives from a distance but also kind of you know liking a comment liking a comment for a little while now and obviously I've seen some of that so I'd love for you to share a little bit about your body confidence journey and how how maybe clothes or maybe the way that you present yourself I guess is the way to kind of encompass it all has really shifted over the years being that you're 58 even though you absolutely if you're watching this on the video <laughs> podcast do not look 58 and there is no way in hell I would ever say you were 58. Thank you <laughs> um I mean funnily enough my body confidence journey has been a long one. I pretty much had, and probably to an extent still do in some respects, have not got a great body confidence in myself personally, even though I put myself out there. And as you know, I've trained, I, I did a, a, a competition, um, a body, a, a bikini competition. And I won, but I funny enough, I won best dressed in that. And I was absolutely delighted. Um, but I, like many women, you know, you are you are you you are a product of your parents and your society and your life, and you're born with the genes you are, and you're pretty much born with with what you've got, height, weight, all those kind of things. There's a huge genetic impact on that, and some are born tall and slender, and some are born not. So you have to kind of accept yourself, and I think for us women and people and men as well acceptance is probably the hardest thing and I definitely think it's even harder now with social media and I'm on social media and put myself out there but accepting yourself as you are is really hard but we have to we have to because as you can yes you can eat healthily and exercise and diet and stuff to to modify but intrinsically you stay the same now 
where I've used clothes in my life, I mean, I, I had bulimia for 25 years. And I, I'm, I'm very, very open about things because there's, there's no point, you know, I don't think, I don't believe in pretending to be something you're not. Um, and it was quite a journey, but I did, I did actually cure it or cure it or whatever you want to call it. But my love of clothes and dressing has, has helped me actually in the big scheme of things because I've used it in two ways, you know, getting dressed up and doing, doing, putting nice clothes on, whether, whether they be from Primark or Harrods, it doesn't really matter. Just feeling good has really given me confidence to go out there. My natural love of clothes um, and makeup, because they both work very, very closely. I can't separate them. Um, maybe I should, but I can't. <laughs> My bank account can't either. Um, but they have helped me overcome things and I clothes can be I think there's clothes and confidence work two ways you you don't want to use clothes to work against you but you want to use clothes to work for you and I've always used clothes to make me feel better and more confident and I've lucky I've I've, I've had the fortune to work with people along the way and I've worked in the fashion industry and I have met and worked with some stylists and people um, who have helped me and educated me but there's something that we all have and it's called our style personality and that style personality actually taps into your own personality so for instance I use myself as an example I am a classic style personality with a romantic um, side most people have two or three you're never particularly one thing and I'm sure when you work with people you find this as well but that classic style personality, as the name suggests, means that I tend to go for something probably a bit more Spartan, more tailored, more elegant, chic. Think Victoria Beckham, that kind of look. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones, those that kind of look is what I'm talking about. But I do love to chuck in a pussycat bow and something a bit, you know, frilly. Uh, that's my romantic side, which is my softer side. And that's how I present myself in business as well, funnily enough. I am quite classic in business. I'm quite strong. But then I have this quite soft side to me. Um, and it's interesting because along this journey, I've been doing a lot of training over the years. I've realized that clothes and our personality and makeup to an extent actually reflect our inner person. And if you can use something, whatever that tool be, may be, whether it be, you know, exercise or, or eating health to help you shore up that confidence, everything else that you use on top of it will just help you as the person. Um, and and also in, in along the way, I've met a lot of people who literally have no clue. And when they go in a shop, are completely overwhelmed. You know, they, they open their wardrobe and go, oh, my God. Most people only actually wear 10% of their entire wardrobe. Uh, we're all probably a bit guilty of it. And to force yourself out of your comfort zone, even with clothes, can be quite hard. But here's the trick. If you can do that and learn to do it and have the confidence to do it, it actually knocks on into your life, your personal life, your professional life. If you just step over the edge of your comfort zone, um, but still keep it into your real personality. Now, I wouldn't say like, there's no point me, I, I'm a I'm a classic, classic romantic. There's no point me probably starting dressing in sort of grungy streetwear because that's just not me. And even if I did, 
I probably would feel very uncomfortable. Yes, I could probably do it, but I wouldn't feel like me. I'd be sort of running to my wardrobe for the nearest A-line classic dress I could find <laughs> and a classic scarf. But it's a bit like trying to, it's the same with your personality. You have to work with what you know you are. And I think, as I'm sure you find with your work and what you do, is that people actually often don't know themselves or they do, but they just don't trust themselves. I think there's a big issue of trust and trusting yourself. And in this day and age, we have so many influences from social media, telly, and you see this, and oh, I should be this, I should be wearing that. Well, no, you shouldn't. You can, but is it is it really you? And my job is to help people have their confidence to, uh, let's just start with the brass basics. You know, as a stylist, I would look at, look at your wardrobe or take you shopping and point you in the right direction. There's no pressure. There's no, you don't have to do anything. You can take the advice if you want it. Um, you can cherry pick it. I I just give you the tools like you do in your in your coaching things. We give people the tools. Exactly. And this toolbox is a whole toolbox of things that you can do to make yourself feel better, look better, and maybe achieve more. Um, there's a very good reason why people wear suits and, and dress up. I mean, what we have what we wear is so ingrained into our lifestyle and history of of mankind whether it be you know the, if you look at the british army or any type of force or any country all over the world there will be a dress code a dress sense and that's national identity you think of people from countries from all over the world you know they have a national costume a national dress and that's a very good reason because they're there for unity, um, but also it's to with confidence and, and to instill, you know, pride. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. And, and as women, I think sometimes there's there's a lot of pressure on women, particularly if we've got families and children, things like that. We always get into this bit like, oh, I can't spend money on me. It's, you know, it's seen as vain. It's seen as, but, you know, that, that is not a helpful frame of mind to be in. I appreciate not everybody has got lots of money to go out and spending. And I get that. Um, and you have priorities. You know, you've got to pay your mortgage and your bills first. But there's absolutely nothing wrong in looking after yourself and promoting yourself, even if it's just for yourself. So I hope that that answers yeah, some of it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I love that you were honest about your background. You know, everyone on this podcast knows that I'm super honest. Like, there's no... There's no point me telling you I didn't have disordered eating because that would be a lie, you know. So I think it's really important because I think it helps anybody that's in that place right now over know that they there is there is hope and that they can overcome the space they're in now. You, you said about a star personality and I love that. And actually, you know, do you remember when, and again, it might be an age thing, but when I was little and my niece actually got these recently, so they still exist, you know, it's sticker books where you could get it and there was the there was like the girl, I'll call it like the doll. And then you could take, you peeled off the sticker of the skirt or the dress and then you put it mm. on her and and I really loved that like I liked the fact that you could choose and I would say I'm very much I'd love to know basically how to work out your style personality so is it like a is it like love language where you can do like a quiz or is it like a thing that you yeah. learn as a stylist like how do you figure out what your style personality is there's it's a quiz basically I mean there's a lot of them around on the internet and they're all based basic there's there's basically a a, 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 a number about five set kind of personalities because you need to make things a bit simple so there's the classic there's the romantic there's the natural there's the dramatic 
and there's the urban urban and then there's the creative six most people are have a dominant one and some they might have elements of others so i said for myself i'm classic romantic which fun, i actually i haven't done a self personal new but i've got a sneaky feeling that you might come under that remit as well when you said that i thought that sounds when you said about an a-line dress so i was like oh i'm all over an a-line dress yeah and yeah. i know that you you know because you you know i as we we know each other not desperately well but we do yeah i would put you as a classic romantic now some people are very um you know they have a dominant and some people younger people for instance if you think of some students and whatnot they're very going to be very urban street um you know the doc martins the baggy t-shirts you know that's that's that kind of look your creatives are as the name would suggest they often be can be um in a lot of color, quite a lot of, and it's all about, it's also about texture and fabric. And some fabrics work better. There's a lot of elements to it, but most people fall into that. It's a quiz that you do. And if someone's having a consultation with me, we'd always have a, you know, a discussion, a chat. We do the style personality, the style assessment, because I I would also want to know what your lifestyle is. I mean, if I'm with somebody who's a, a businesswoman, then there's no point me putting in her in, you know, showing her, you know, lots of casual wear, unless of course that's what she wanted. But um, you know, there's there's tend to be staples that people want, and a lot of those are basics, like a good fitting blazer. And it's almost a bit like that. It's, I think we're all guilty of it. Even though we might do that ourselves, we'll stand there and go, oh, I don't, oh, I don't know, oh, I don't know. But my job is to come along and go, yes, no, let's do, see if we can do better. And encouraging people to try different sizes, look at things that um, they wouldn't necessarily look at. And the feedback I normally get from most people is that in actually, bizarrely, even though they've paid for my time, I have saved them money because they now have a better idea and a, a can shop more effectively. Because sometimes when we go, I, I call it sort of, you know, it's like it's like a sort of spatter gun effect. You're like, oh, I'm going to go and grab, grab, grab. And online shopping makes it even worse. So much harder to find because you see a picture of something and you've got no clue whether it's going to suit you or not or the fabric. You know, even if you look at, say, well, what's it made of, 100% cotton, there's, there's so many different types of 100% cotton there's really good quality and there's really cheap quality and they will hang differently. And also the other really important part is body shape. I was about to say to you, where does body type in and where does yeah. body shape fit into the style personality? So you can have a personality, but then obviously you've yeah. got a body type. So how do those two things work together? Well, I'm any... so much. I don't know about anybody watching this, but I'm just sat there like this. I'm like, like, right, okay, okay, don't do that. Do this. Like, it's so, I bet people are listening to this thinking, oh God, that dress I've just bought from H&M is so wrong. Like, I can, I literally bet people are thinking this right now. If it is, take it back. It's always worth it. Um, body shape is basically proportion and it's, it's made up of two things, curve, lack of curve. And it's about balance. It's like how, you know, you have a balanced diet, we want a balanced lifestyle, we want to balance our, our work-life relationship, we want to balance our body. Uh, if you have particularly broad shoulders and narrower hips, then the, the trick would be to perhaps emphasise the hips and minimise the shoulders. So if I have a client who's got very, very broad shoulders, I wouldn't put her in a padded jacket, you know, shoulder padded jacket, or I'd take the shoulder pads out, which I'm always cutting shoulder pads out of things. And, you know, it's just little tricks like that. Because most people want to feel better about themselves and proportion does that. It doesn't matter what height you are or age you are. 
And any body shape can be any personality because like for me and yourself, we're classic, um, classic romantics, but you're more of a petite. So, um, and I'm average height, but I'm not, I'm not petite, but we're still, we say, we say we will have the same traits, but that's not necessarily going to mean the same, everything that I wear, you could wear and vice versa because everybody's diff everybody's body is different but you can have any body shape in any style personality because they are the thing that you're born with yes you can change it a bit with diet and exercise and stuff but basically if i'm an hourglass naturally so shoulders and hips are relatively symmetrical i go in at the waist not a lot is going to change that if you're more of um we have various names for them like um, like strawberries, apples, pears, athletic slenders. Um, and it's really good. Like if you look at the catwalk, the runway, all the girls on there, the majority of them that go down are going to be athletic slenders, straight. But they have proportion because this everything will be in proportion. Um, although I love to see more of hourglasses and a normal you know everyday shape people on on the runway but that's a whole different thing but there's a reason for that actually that's quite commercial and and financial reasoning for that one why that is because it's a lot cheaper to make a huge expensive items and garments on much smaller people in the right who are very narrow who don't have much shape because then they're cutting but like i said but that's important for people to know because people get a lot of things wrong um, with that. And I, 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 I don't judge, but I look on the tube quite a lot when I'm in London going, hmm, hmm. But I can't, but if you don't know or you're following a trend, because style and fashion and trend are very different things. So that's a great question for you then. So, okay, so let's say we'll do the classic ones that I would think of, right? So let's say you're an apple shape. So you're quite, maybe someone's carrying a little bit of extra weight around their midsection specifically. It's not so they haven't necessarily got the shoulders that lines up with that, but maybe they're a bit front heavy, right? Because again, this is the one I tend to see the most of is people who are a little bit more front heavy tend to wear baggier things. And I know that sometimes, because I used to do that. So when I was a bit bigger and I'm a pear shape, definitely a pear, like I have got more hourglassy because I've built my shoulders up a little bit and built my bum out a little bit to balance out my tiny waist because I have a very small waist. But I know that I used to wear a lot of baggy things or like, because I wanted to hide them. But I know in an apple shape, that can sometimes make it worse. If you're an apple shape, and then maybe we'll do if you're a pear shape, because I think if you're not those, those two are the more problematic ones, aren't they? If you're yeah. an apple shape or a pear shape, what are the not to do's? I think that's probably the most constructive advice we could probably give people. If, you, if you're an apple, probably best to not draw any attention to your waist because you haven't got one. So, you know, um, and that is not your, your most uh, flattering part of you. Uh, there's lots of reasons people have it. it and, um, you know, a lot of women, as we get older, we get that because of the hormone changes. Life's a bit of a bitch there. But um, then what you need to do is it's about sort of covering. There's wide baggy dresses are fine, but they can actually give you more volume than, than not. They can actually make you look bigger. So it's about sort of skimming that area and maybe putting the emphasis on now. Normally with apples, you find they've got great legs. So I would probably um, put them in something maybe V-neck to give some shape here, draw the eye up, skim this part, 
and maybe shorten the length of the skirt or a dress um, uh, or put them in some heels, whether it's a kitten heel or a heel or a wedge. And so you're trying to sort of emphasize the good and minimize the not so good. Um, is a lot, I would never say people can't wear anything because that's just too much of a broad brush for me. And, you know, like when people will say, sometimes people have had their colors done, they go, oh, I can't wear this color. Well, yes, you can, because there's so many elements to that. Um, some colors look better on than people than others. Like, Again, I that's another story. Yellow, but I can wear mm. like a, a, a rich yellow. I can't yeah. wear lemon, but I can wear gold and I can wear like, but it is lemon yellow just makes me look awful. I just look yeah. like... <laughs> But uh, lots of things will come in, like your hair colour, the tan, time of the time of the year, seasons, lights, you know, you name it. But it's about it's about emphasising the positive and minimising the negatives, building up areas. So that's what I would probably do with an apple, um, you know, like high waisted, nipped in things, things that stop here on the apple aren't going to be good because it'll, your eye will just go immediately to that cut off. So you want a longer line jacket, a sort of um, lapels are good, that's open fronts, that, you know, bit of, bit of camouflage, <laughs> disguise. Um, boot cut jean is very good if you're heavier on, um, if you're sort of heavy up top, um, if you need to, draw attention to the bottom of your body so if you've got big shoulders and or very big boobs i would say a boot cut is great because again it gives you that balance um that and also you know that's the thing you it, it's very much and the other thing is you've got to try and probably that's a bit where people sort of tend to fall down a bit oh i can't be bothered and they'll just keep repeat buying the stuff that they feel comfortable in so my latest client she was addicted to skinny jeans which she looks nice in but I've now got her into a boot cut because she has very, she does a lot of exercise. So she's very, she's an athletic strawberry. <laughs> Slender on the hips, very broad up here and bigger up here. But I put her in a boot cut with a heel, like a Cuban heel on a Western boot. It's really flattering because that taper as well brings the eye down. So it's given an element of drawing down as an elongation. And that's where the nude, the nude shoe comes in as well because that elongates everything. Um, so she's now rocking boot cuts with a Western heel because she can walk around really comfortably and she's got a little bit of elevation and it's balancing her. And it's actually, you think of sort of Farrah Fawcett Majors, uh, 70s kind of vibe. That's, it's a really nice look and it's a look that can, a lot of people can wear. Um, and the pear shaped person, again, it tends to be smaller up here bigger here so it's reversing it so um you know we, a padded shoulder would be good any anything like um ruffles prints pr like this is a printed top that i've got on this is probably have me having a romantic moment um but anything that draws the eye up it's an optical illusion really but it's just giving people that information um and sort of skill to do it themselves and 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 to be honest if no one tells you how are you gonna know i mean i didn't wake up knowing all this i wish i had but i've learned um and i've been fortunate enough to be told in, in the industries i've worked in but i've done some training courses in it with the london college of style was the last one i did which was really really good um and that taught me a lot about this kind of subject and 
And so I feel quite so passionate, really, because I, I just would like people to sort of think about it. It's not so much as, oh, it's a luxury thing. It's actually, I mean, we, we, we wear clothes every day, every single day. We spend more time in them than not. Well, depends what you do for a job, but oh, yeah, we usually yeah. spend more time in them than not, right? And yeah. what I think, especially from work from home culture over the last couple of years, right? has definitely maybe taken our eye off the ball of kind of feeling great in our clothes and whether that's because people sat at home and gained weight. Like I was, Josh and I were just joking about how little steps we do now that we both completely work from home. Like he goes to the gym one day with PT and how many steps, you know, and actually even just your activity levels and everything changes when you're at home because you don't need to, you know, be fully suited and booted. And it's so interesting I've figured out a lot of this stuff over the last few years myself in terms of high-waisted really suits me because I'm super, I've got a super tiny waist and I'm super petite. But actually for the first time last weekend, I wore like trousers that hadn't been tailored. Like I didn't get, I just kind of was like, I really want to wear this outfit. It arrived late. I didn't have a chance to get the trousers taken up. But what it did was make me look so much taller because I'd got these big, like a boot cut, I guess, on these trousers. And I would never never ever have done that I'd have been like no no how ridiculous like my logical brain would have said oh my god I can't wear those they're too long but actually Mm. how it looked was amazing and I think this is where you know investing some time in a stylist or somebody who you know is in the space such as yourself is so powerful when your outer confidence is important whether it's on social media whether it's in person whether it's at events whether you're dating you know like having that confidence to be able to not only look in your wardrobe and go okay I know how to wear all of these things. I know how to dress all of these Mm. things, but actually be able when you are ready to go shopping or there's money or you need an outfit for something that you don't spend hours in, like the number of hours I know friends of mine spend ruminating over what they're going to wear to a party. Whereas I'm like, I need to get something new, but it's probably going to look like this, this and this. And even I spoke to you the other day, didn't I? I said, do you think I can get away with this? What would I wear that with? And it's having that person to be able to help you bring out the best in you. And that's really what I see a stylist. That's like you said, you're not enabling people, you're empowering people to be able yeah. to make decisions for themselves. And also, I think people tend to do like, oh, what I'm going to wear for an outfit. And they'll end up wearing pretty much the same thing as they always do. Because it's also that slightly, it's probably a little bit of element of, of maybe laziness. And, and sometimes you have to put a bit of thought and effort into it. But a lot of people just go, oh, safe, 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 safe. But a lot of people don't actually always feel, being safe doesn't necessarily make you feel good. And that can make you just feel, okay, I'm safe today. And that's all right. It's okay. But it's not brilliant. It's not fabulous. And um, I mean, one of the biggest, I think the the, the turning point for me was um, seven years ago, I had breast cancer. I'm all fine now. So, you know, I'm fine. And, you know, when you get told that one day, when you're sort of doing green smoothies and training and working out, it's a bit of a bolt from the blue. But anyway, all's well ends well but when I went through radiation radiotherapy I had to go for three weeks to Southampton General Hospital for treatment and for some reason I don't know why but every day every day they gave me quite later on in the day um like three o'clock three o'clock appointments every day I did my hair and makeup and wore a different outfit and the, the, the staff is say, oh, you know, you look lovely. And, and oh, you know, it's so nice to see you. And people would talk to me. And, you know, I was sitting there chatting to people. But for me, it really gave me a sense of, yeah, I'm in control. Because I, I was actually not in control. Mm. There's an element of, you know, yes, I was treated and, and got caught early. But there's always that element of doubt. 
but I was out of control of everything. I wasn't able to work, um, you know, because I was going through it and it was quite scary. But I had the, I, did, I sort of took, I took what I could control and I used it as a confidence boost. And it really made me feel confident. And I talked to other ladies in, in similar situations and some would say to me, because we'd often see the same people and uh, over the course of three weeks, I saw other ladies turning up for their appointments around the same time as mine. They'd all started wearing their lipstick and saying, well, I put on a different pair of jeans today and I put on some nice shoes. I'm not wearing my trainers. And they'd all started making a bit of an effort and they kind of like, oh, I feel so much better. And, oh, it's really given me a lift. And uh, and there's no, there's no surprise because actually, you know, within sort of in cancer treatment, there is the um, look good, feel good, which is more makeup. There's a very, very good reason for that. It's a powerful thing. It's empowering, it's self-confident, it's motivating. It gets you going, your inner self going. And also when my late father was in long-term hospital, uh, they made him get out every day of bed and get dressed. And I was bringing him shirts and, and um, his nice shirts and stuff. And they were really encouraging. He didn't want to get out of bed. And I said, oh, come on, get out of bed. Because he was always a businessman and had lovely suits. And he started to feel better because they made him get out of bed and sit in a chair and he put on a shirt and I brought some trousers in. I said, right, you know, and in the NHS, they will, they do actually strongly encourage that. And there's a very good reason because it's actually really good for your mental health, mm-hmm. which is the other element. Now, I know people can go over the top shopping and it become too much thing, but there is an element of mental health you know, positive mental health in how you present yourself and using clothes is part of that. And also using them to hide. Like, you know, I've definitely had certain things where I'm hiding. Like I have a a set of Marks and Spencer's tracksuits that I absolutely love that I wear for like dog walks. You know, like in winter, you want to be cozy on the walks and things. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I put those on and it's more than just a dog walker, if I stay in those all day, like this is like a comfy loungewear set, but I quite like this one. Like I'd wear this out with Mm -hmm. trainers. Um, I can jazz it up and down with necklaces and whatever. But I've got these tracksuits and I know that if I put those on and don't get showered out of them, like afterwards, I don't get dressed to your point. I don't get much done that day because I'm too comfortable and mm-hmm. I don't go then go out into the world feeling my most confident, vibrant, I'm ready to network and mingle. Let me see if I can make new contacts. I don't think like mm. that when I'm mm. wearing a tracksuit versus when I'm wearing actual clothes. And obviously yeah. I have a corporate background, so there's an element of maybe yes. conditioning there. But I do think unless you are a fitness professional and you wear tracksuits for a living, you know, and that's actually basically your uniform, I do think that you're right. It can affect how you feel, how you perform, how you think. And I've really made an effort to get dressed. I've really made an effort to, like today my hair dried like a couple of hours ago. So it's still like what I call my spaniel hair, but it doesn't look too bad. But I made an effort to make sure I put makeup on in the mornings. Because if I don't, Mm -hmm. I won't do social media. If I don't do social media, I won't do emails and I won't build course content and I won't. And it's everything's like a sliding scale. And I think this is what's happened over the last couple of years is people have, you know, rolled back their level of and I don't mean investment financially but their investment in the way they present mm. themselves because they didn't have to and I think and the other thing back into that no you're you're 100% right and it's just a little quick one my my husband he has quite a, a physical job so obviously he doesn't wear suits and stuff to go to work 
But when he comes home, he'll always change, wash, and then he'll go and put, um, you know, comfortable stuff, but a nice pair, nicer pair of jeans on, puts on a nice shirt, puts some aftershave on, you know, and he comes down and I go, oh, you look nice. And, and he feels better. And I know it's a bit reversed, but it's still the same thing. But it sort of makes him feel, you know, like, ah, oh, and that's how he relaxes. Um, I'm the other way around. But even so, I... I think that even if you're just being relaxing at home, you know, having some nice, clean, comfortable wear is good. But wearing sort of comfortable jogging pants all the, all day, every day is not good because what normally happens, you go to put your tailored trousers on or your jeans and you think, ooh, ooh, uh, missus. <laughs> yeah, so you- I absolutely agree. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened in lockdown. And then you put on your skinny jeans and you go, oh, they're skinny. Yeah. Because it is, you just get too comfortable. Totally that. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of trends around. There's there's um some like you said, like the large baggy dresses can work really well in, on some shapes with some looks. But they also can, I think, there's a lot of them around because they're easy to make. But they sometimes don't always flatter people. Like because I'm an hourglass, if I put on that, I just look drowned. Yeah. You know. So it's about working with what you've got but also the other element of what I do is I help people I go to if people want me to I'll go to the house I'll go to their wardrobe because nine times out of ten people have got clothes that they could work could wear a lot more but don't they've got clothes that they don't feel good in but still have them yeah um and you know I could probably go around someone's house and go actually all you need to buy and it's normally weirdly the basics is probably a couple of good bras some decent white t-shirts and um yeah normally some some trousers and then sometimes like dressing if you've got a function or something is is a different thing but you know the amount of stuff most people have got is 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 more than ample and I also I'm I'm very good at being quite I can cull I could go around your house and go right that 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 charity shop will sell it because I've got a rule if you haven't worn it for a year you're unlikely to yeah, the I only guess. caveat I will say with that is things like winter coats, maybe like a wedding ball outfit gown or a ball gown, yeah. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but um, that is because people say, "Oh, I'm hanging on to this in case I lose weight," or you know, or I might get it altered. You won't. No, and you're so right about that. Like, I actually have this beautiful dress. People have probably seen it on Instagram. It's got um, it's blue and it's got jaguars on it, and it is, and it's a silk dress, and it's. It's my favorite piece of clothing, and it's technically not the best fit. Like it does have a little cinch at the waist, like a little cinch here, but it's not necessarily a loosey thing. But I've, I've worked out how to wear it with heels and trainers and make it work. Mm. The only challenge is it's dry clean only, right? So the problem is if I actually properly wear it, other than wear it for an hour for drinks, you know, obviously it needs to be mm. washed. You know, is that then I'm like, Ugh. and so it often hangs in an environment where it doesn't get to go to mm. the because it doesn't go to the dry cleaners because it's the only thing I own. So it is things like that as well that I mm. think sometimes we don't wear because of the fact they're just a ball ache. Do you know what I mean? Silk is one of the, silk is beautiful, but it's one of the hardest fabrics to live with. It it you know I mean, this dress cost me three hundred pounds, so I was yeah. like, I'm not not wearing it. Yeah, and I I've got a silk silk shirt that I absolutely is beautiful, but I'm always too scared to wear it because I know if I get anything on it, you know, as soon as you get water on it, it's it's going to show just like that perfume, yeah, you know. Loma, if you get any sort of oily grease or anything from food or wherever, then that's it. It's hard 
it's, hard, it's a hard material to work with. So there a lot of the modern fabrics can look like silk, but wash and wear really easily. Um, I would sort of encourage people to, to, to wear those. Very occasionally do I get something altered because nine times out of 10, it's not really worth it because a good alteration will charge. Unless again, it's, it's a real investment piece or an heirloom piece or something like that. Um, you might as well sell it or charity shop it. But I don't really see the point in hanging on to things that you're not going to wear, you don't like and don't flatter you. Yeah, you know, I would release them. I'm, I'm a bit sort of like in, into the karma. Give them to somebody else. I'd rather. Oh, I love that though. Keep the energy going. That's but that's yeah. everything with wealth, with abundance, with is if like you're sat on it and it's not for you. Like Josh and I, honestly, we have been the you would be proud of us, the cull king queen. Like we've moved house. Obviously, we moved house in 2021 and then we we ended up moving out of our house and then we had a gap before we moved in here. So we actually ended up living separately, but that meant everything was going in storage. So we were like, right let's go I mean we literally gutted everything we owned put it on in storage then moved here and then went again and then did it I mean I don't even know how I had that many clothes and now I had that many lamps I mean I must have given away about 15 lamps like it's funny the things you accumulate and now I have yeah. a very organized labeled garage I'm one of those people that has a labeled <laughs> garage now because everything is perfectly organized makes room for well, a home. that's but a good thing feeling, I encourage that the feeling that you get, and especially right now, because at the time of recording this, it's spring, we've just the spring equinox. You know, like, this is the time to be like making space. And you guys know I've done a thousand podcasts about the, the power of making space energetically. Mm. And I use the analogy of like, you know, when it comes to your manifestations, your next level of manifestation is if you've got a wardrobe full of crappy clothes you don't wear, I literally said this in last week's episode, mm. you are not making space for the new manifestation to come. And that's your life. If you're holding on to all these things that remind you of previous life, previous versions of yourself, who you used to be, they've got to go. Good I even say the same with makeup and perfume. I have a perfume, yes. uh, well, that I that I love. But every time I smell it, it takes me back to a place that a good time in my life that I wasn't happy. So I would, I can't wear it. You know, I just keep it I away. But yeah. I will, I will, I have given and will give clothes away to people. You know, nice stuff. I would. If I can't wear something, I would rather somebody else have the benefit of it. Because, yeah, I totally agree. You know, I just, you know, I just, I, I just don't like seeing things, nice things hanging in my wardrobe. Going, you know, I'm not going to wear that. Um, and you know, I'll charity shop them. Occasionally, I'll, I'll um, resell them. But sometimes I can't be bothered with that. Um, but I think that. And also organizing your wardrobe. Most a lot of people have got completely unorganized wardrobes. And if you've got an unorganized wardrobe, you can't find anything. We've all got that drawer in our house and we either open up and go, oh my God, and close it again. Yeah. And imagine if for a lot of people that's their wardrobe. So then what happened? They've got this wardrobe that's un unorganized. They've got no clue what's it. It's all hanging off with, you know, wire hangers. I can't stand wire hangers. There's not a wire no, hanger. I've got fabric ones. I've got fab I've got Plastic, you know, the ones you get in shops or wood ones, those kind of things. But if you, you'll only have like probably about a tenth of what you've actually, what you'll wear and you just keep going there and you'll be sort of like, oh, it's something I'll get around to. So instead of getting somebody like myself around, which you obviously are paying for, makes you a lot more, because when you pay for something, you pay a lot more attention to it. Um, and it makes you confront something and I'll bring a rail and notebook. I have a little app on my phone called Stylebook and I can make looks for people and then send them to them because, you know, most people won't remember. And we'll go through everything, depending on the size of the wardrobe. Sometimes I can do it all. Sometimes I can do parts of it. 
Um, and I, I keep my summer and winter separate. I mean, not everybody can do that. I appreciate it. But even if you can't do that, you can buy yourself clear boxes and all my summer stuff goes up. Um, and then I rotate and I have like a core. Well, there's normally a core part of your wardrobe that you that is probably more trans-seasonal because in the British, you know, sometimes in August you can be you're either sort of sweating or you're sort of you can be freezing cold. I once wore a fur bolero to an August wedding, but there you go. That's Britain for you. <laughs> it was the goldest, it was the goldest August day on record or something when my an old friend of mine got married and <laughs> this pink fur bolero. I was everyone's going, oh yeah, you <laughs> Yeah, but jealous probably because but that's so true. And actually what I did when we moved in here is I sorted through all like my anything that was related to summer and put it in clear boxes in the bottom of the wardrobe and then winter's in the top and then core is in the middle. That's exactly like mm. stuff I can wear in any season, like suits and dresses and that get warm in any season. But we honestly, we could talk for hours and hours and hours and I just, I've loved everything you said. So to close us out, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you, to find you, to contact you if they want to work with you? And yeah, tell us how to Well, I, I am on um, Instagram. Um, I'm the style, the underscore style underscore PT. Um, I don't know if you could see that. Oh, um, they can, can love that. DM me. You can also find me on Facebook, Felicity Day. Um, or if anybody or any of you of your um, clients want to contact you directly, you're very welcome to uh, pass my number on to them. I'm quite present on social media because I, I I just do it for fun and I like sort of select my shop window. I'm based in Southampton in Hampshire, but I can travel. I can do services online, although I will say in this, this is the one industry where face-to-face is better. Um, but things like if somebody just wants a style personality um, assessment with me and um, we can do that on zoom that's sort of not a problem um, there's a lot of talking and it's, it's quite a building of a relationship um, that doesn't mean to say that you have to see me all the time you don't because really I mean what I what I like for people to do is if you're just coming for a wardrobe edit or style assessment or something like that is you know you just we just get together the once and you know you take away the benefit of that personal shopping I can do when I take you out shopping to wherever you want London is good um and then I would do homework on what it is we're looking for and I sort of whiz you whip you around the shop selected shops and if you want to buy you do but you don't have to you could just use it as an example of what and then you know take it from there there's no pressure because I'm completely unbiased I don't mind if we're in Zara or if we're in Harrods and anything in between. The only place I won't go is Primark, but uh, Marks and Spencers, because essentially you're paying for my time, my skills and my help. And you can take me anywhere that you want to um, because you're not, you're not paying. There's no, I have no benefit about you buying something from Zara. I don't get anything from it. And that's what I really like. I'm completely independent, unbiased. So, whereas, and this is the nice thing about stylists is that we don't work off commission or backhanders from any store or shop like that. I mean, there are some 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 retailers I like a lot of independent boutiques who, um, if I bring them a client, might give them a ten percent discount because they've come through me. That kind of thing, you know. I'll always try and get people to help a bit save money. 
if they can. But I also like to encourage people to buy from female-owned independent boutiques. I mean, I love the high street and the big brands. Who doesn't? But, you know, you get some really great brands and quality and service. Um, so, and it's a bit different. You find a bit more different things in there as well because the high street is very samey and it's getting smaller. Yeah, it definitely Whereas is. The- I mean, last year there was these are a dress, you know, the ones where everyone wore the yeah. same ones. And for me, like, again, that happened. And I nearly went to an event where, like, there's a couple of us that own the same dresses and we're like, are you wearing this dress? Are you wearing this dress? Mm-hmm. Because of that exact reason. And it's finding stuff that suits you that somebody else isn't going to mm-hmm. be wearing is the challenge as the high street dwindles, to your point, as the high street dwindles and those sustainable businesses that we all actually want to support and want to put our money behind. You mentioned one that I never put my money behind because I refuse to support such mm-hmm. businesses. And as a result, you're right, the, the selection gets smaller. So it's about making sure that at least what we are buying suits us and makes us feel good. So thank you so much. I will pop all the links to your Instagram and Facebook and things in the description of this podcast when it goes live on Monday, 3rd of April. But thank you so much oh, for joining us. And um, Mike, thank was, you very much for having me. It's been that lovely. Was, that was the Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely do it. I bet we get loads of requests from people. I bet we get absolutely loads. So thank you very much, everybody. That was the way that we'll see it. And I'll see you on the next episode.